Welcome to the Bomb Shelter, your weekly journey through the miraculous world of film. Okay, welcome to episode two of the Bomb Shelter, the only show co-hosted by a streaming service and by Pat Magana. That's Pat Magana. I'm yes. I'm, I'm uh, Warner Brothers Discovery new streaming service Max. Oh, How you, you mean doing the now? one with you mean the one with the wrong priorities? <laughs> well, I, yeah. We're, we're we're very similar in that sense right now. I feel <laughs> very very similar. To, that's why they named it after me, man. Come that's on, that's why keep they named up. it after you. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we that that was a big old news that happened last week. By the way, uh, thank you for listening to the bomb shelter. Uh, the first episode Absolutely. is up. And also, yes. I just I just wanted to make a notice. Like, man, that was a, a cool intro we just had. Quite a cool interesting oh. we have. Oh, absolutely. You know, this show is evolving episode by episode. Maybe we'll have a slight variation on this thing next week. Who knows? Yes. <laughs> maybe, who knows? Maybe maybe next week there will be no sting and we're back to square one. Maybe, maybe, maybe be... next week. <laughs> maybe next week it'll be co-hosted by Netflix instead of Max. Sure. Yes. May, may, maybe there'll be a little song at the start and at the end afterwards. We'll, yeah. we'll, do, we'll, we'll, we'll just have to, you know, wait another week and see. Uh, we're gonna use uh, the touch from Transformers: The Motion Picture, starring Orson Welles as Unicron. <laughs> Orson Welles. I was mean, in that movie. it's pretty. Great. I mean, I mean that is one of the deepest of deep cuts. So deep, in fact, it's, that I it's have no idea what you deep. spoke about, man. No, Orson Welles is the voice of Unicron, like a the planet-sized Decepticon in like the '80s Transformers movie. It was one of his last roles, the, I think. In the '80s, I see. Okay. Yeah, like an so, '80s so animated movie. So, so that's after he was doing uh, commercials for frozen food. It, it it was during the champagne and frozen food commercials. This was mm. post the failed Hodorowsky Dune. Yeah, but pre uh, death, I guess. <laughs> pre. Pre not finishing Other Side of the Wind. That's around the time he started Transformers okay. the Motion Picture. And he's so good in it. Because he's Orson Welles, he gave one of the best quotes of all time about his uh, participation in the movie, about how he hated it. He's like, I play a planet. I blow up. <laughs> wow. Then, all right. That's great. To very all our viewers, well. please look up Orson Welles' Transformers quote. To uh, our very, very, very young listeners, in case, you know... <laughs> You hadn't heard about this first Transformers movie. Yes. That came out in the or, 80s. Or Orson Welles. Or Orson Welles. You know? Either or Orson or. Welles. Either or. Yeah. He 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 made yeah. this movie he made this one movie called Citizen Kane. Ever heard of it? No, never. What what's that? Yeah. See, that's the kind of man Pat is where he knows about the Transformers yep. movie, but he doesn't know about Rosebud. Oh, I know, I know Rosebud, but like, I don't. Simism Main is that is that that what you said? <laughs> that's yeah. Or, that's that's actually that's actually exactly what I said. How how did you? Oh, get, you mean you, oh, you mean Citizen Kane? How the did you number get two so movie accurate. of all time in IMDb? <laughs> is it really? I, I think it's Paddington Two and then Citizen Kane, right? Or no, otherwise, I, as far as I can remember, the IMDb top five: it's Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> The Dark yeah, Knight. Yeah, That's right. Which is not, it's, that's a weird top two. <laughs> sure, and and Citizen Kane is in there somewhere, in, in the top five yeah. probably. Yeah, P Paddington too was there somewhere. But uh, Max, we we actually have a show to make. Damn it! <laughs> we, we forgot again. We forgot, we forgot again. again. We for, forgot again. Well, before we get into this week's feature. 
which is yes. a, a a lovely little uh, little home country uh, gem <laughs> of of, yes. of, a, of a film. I, I want to ask you a question, Pat. Just one quick question, knock it out of the yes. way, and then we can proceed to the start of the home country series here on the bomb shelter. You April is almost over. Yeah, the first third of the year is almost yes. over. Yeah. What is your favorite cinematic moment of the year so far? It can be from TV. It can be from the movies. It can be from a movie that it's not even from this year that you just saw for the first time oh, this you, year. Oh, you mean apart from the movie we're talking about this week? Not not necessarily. <laughs> I mean, maybe if, if it just so happens to be okay. from the movie we're talking about this week, <laughs> that's that's yeah. fine, man. Hey, no judgment. No, no, uh, no I, I got to go with We're the... not about that on, on the bomb to... shelter. We're not about judgment. Yeah, it's still early in the year and we're missing, what, Avatar 3, the third one? uh and we're missing is that coming out this year yeah that's coming out in december they filmed them back to back yeah I, but i thought because of the special effects and everything that it might come out next anyway i digress please your favorite moment of yeah, the no. year so far uh so far it's gotta be that god's eye view shot from john wick 4 man i mean that shot okay. is quite amazing and it, yes. it reminds me of video games that i really like playing and then i read an interview and it's like no we based it on this video game and i was like what really which is yeah, it's based on a video game. Which uh, video game? It's not, it's not Hotline Miami, which is a video game that my brother really likes. But it is right. based on a video game from China or Japan that is very similar to that. Okay. Which is like this God's Eye View. You're like in a series of rooms trying to shoot down people with like a shotgun. It looks, it looks like John Wick, and they, you can tell that like they did the weapon that he uses in John Wick with like huge incendiary cone explosions. So they could okay. replicate the look of the weapons in those video games, which is pretty dope. Right. Uh, you, you know, and just the, the amount of stairs that John Wick climbs and or falls from in that movie. Uh, also, <laughs> there's there's an insane amount of stairs in that scene. Just Absolutely. a lot of stairs. I mean, Paris, the city of stairs. Yeah. That's what they call it. Yeah, man. But but my jaw was on the floor watching John Wick uh, Chapter 4. Absolutely. It was super fun. Super fun. Movie. I I, rem I remember texting you about that movie the day I saw it. I was so excited. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was very excited. I was very pumped when I came out of watching that movie, which is not what I can say for a lot of movies that I've seen this year. I just really? guess what I just watched Quantum Mania. Only uh, only now, I, okay. I had I had not watched it in theaters, and it just came out on digital, and uh, it's not as bad as people made it out to be, at least for me. Mm -hmm. but it is very mediocre <laughs> it is exceedingly mediocre but it is not the child of the antichrist like a lot of people had led me to believe yeah i mean that's that's the thing about online discourse right it's yeah there's good stuff in it and that's what the bomb shelter is all about <laughs> absolutely absolutely max Just... i got a question for you let me know what's your favorite cinematic moment from the year so far it's a totally oh original question that i just made up. i'm gl i'm so glad you asked well well, let, let, let me ask you one question, Pat, right before I answer this. Sure. Do you have beef? Oh, I have, I have a lot of beef uh, with people that have not watched beef. Oh, my. Oh, my. What, a, what an amazing transition. <laughs> people are not going to believe that you just came up with super, that on Supernatural. Fly. Look, man, you, you pitched it to me right in the batter box, and I knocked it out of the park, buddy. Like... <laughs> I, I mean, hit it like I was tenderizing a prime cut. That's that's how fantastic. hard I hit it. Like you were grilling a nice thin piece of meat on a hibachi <laughs> grill right there. Well, yes. 
Well, I honestly, when it comes to TV, movie, a lot of it comes down to personal taste at the end of the day. And I know that The Last of Us is probably going to be ranked number one best oh, new sure. best new TV show of the year. Beef just resonated with me on a personal level a lot yeah. more. And the sequence leading up to and including the first meet, meeting between Stephen Yun and Ali Wong. Ali Wong, who's amazing. So yes. great. <laughs> yes. If they... you have, by the way, have you seen Always Be My Maybe? It's this rom-com she made with Randall Park. Keanu Reeves is in it. Keanu Reeves. John, notoriously, you know, Keanu... <laughs> also John Wick. Keanu... No, Keanu Reeves plays him like a fictionalized version of himself in that movie where he's dating Ali Wong, who's like oh. a famous chef. And then I Randall see. Park like gets to beat the shit out of him and then wow. makes a rap song about it and that it, it plays in the credits. It's it's really good. It's on I Netflix. See. Really uh, great. I, I saw oh. I saw the trailer for it, didn't come around seeing it. Maybe I'll see it right after we're done recording <laughs> the podcast. But anyway, so it's super when funny. Ali Wong I, I genuinely it's not only is it really funny, it's a genuinely good rom com. All right. Rom coms. Remember that for later dear listener so just very quickly on beef there's there's there are a lot of scenes from beef that are burned into my head but top three of those is yeah the sequence leading up to and including the meeting between the two characters played by steven yun and ali wong yeah. they have this weird meet cute she leads them around the house it has this weird energy of a, is this is this flirty is is this what are these two people gonna do with each other at the end of the sequence? And then Steven Yeun's character, Danny, pisses all over Ali Wong's character's <laughs> toilet. Yes, it's fantastic. And runs out of the house. Ali Wong's character chases him, and then the song comes in. You know, another perfect person. Oh, yes. Just the absolute cavalcade of millennial yes. alternative anthems in this show. Is yes. yes. So great. And then right before the chorus kicks in, it's that final shot where the camera zooms in on Ali Wong's face. And you see that little hint of a smile after he's driven yeah. away and flipped oh, her off and wonderful. flipped her to the bird. And that little smile was like, oh, my God. That's it's just, so great. Uh, and and Man. and still at at that point I had no idea what I was in for, but I've rewatched that scene a couple of times this year. So that yes. I that I have to say that's been my favorite of the year so far. Oh man, that's really great. Uh, you know what isn't really great? Uh, the movie <laughs> we're talking about this week. Um, and here's Re the thing. okay. See, the, the, I will the, say the way you're introducing this. I'm thinking we're gonna we're, we're not gonna agree as much as last episode. I think at least. But uh, maybe you, you'll, you're going to be surprised. Uh, let's get maybe. into it. Let's uh, get into it. So uh, if you haven't read the title of this episode, uh, the, show, the show today is centered entirely around a little Mexican movie called Cindy La Regia, which is what you chose in our weekly fan poll. You beat the Emoji movie by one vote. By it, one vote. Real, and, and, one and vote. Just and just a reminder, if you want to vote on which movie we'll discuss on next episode, yeah. you know, Pat's Instagram is in the description. And what's your Instagram, my man? <laughs> oh, uh, I have Pattison Idiots is the public one. Uh, the private one yes. is where I post the poll, which is not a which is a good idea for now. But as soon as following picks yeah. up, I will totally do the poll on the public one. Sure, sure. Yes. Yes. 
Good. All right. So, so what are we replacing there's Cindy this movie. With this I episode. think it's the highest grossing Mexican movie of 2020 because it came out in January when movie theaters were still open. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Kind of like and how Bad Boys is the number one <laughs> of the worldwide box office in 2020. Is it Bad, Bad Boys? Boys or is it Sonic? No, it was Bad Boys. It beat really? Sonic by like, okay. I think Sonic is number three or something. But yeah, it was Bad Boys for Life. It was like, man. If you had just allowed, I don't know, like, what was what's coming out that year? Uh, all the Marvel stuff, right? I mean, that year. Yeah, yeah it was like it, it was, it was uh, Black Widow, Shang-Chi. Black, Black, Black Widow, Widow was going to come out in like, in like June or something, and then Shang-Chi and Eternals. Yeah, and they got moved to 2021, all three of them. But yeah, man. Yes. <laughs> Bad Boys got real lucky, and the only reason they're making a fourth one is because it performed well. In the, in the pandemic year, they're in, making in, another in, one. In a, in a pandemic year before the pandemic. <laughs> before the pandemic, exactly. Which is cheating. It, <laughs> that's cheating, man. Um, it's unlucky. You're technically for correct, all, you know? For the rest of the field. <laughs> for, for the rest it's, of the field. It's, sure. Yeah. Yes. But let's get into Cindy La Regia, which is a movie, uh, a little bit of trivia. It is based on a comic strip. Not a comic book. But, it's like a, yes. like a one-panel sort of comic strip that would... Not the kind that would normally appear in newspapers, but it was just on uh, the author's like social media and stuff, and it gathered like a large following with young people. Yes, because it used a lot of slang and it made yes. fun of like Chilango culture and Regio culture and all that stuff. Chilango, if you yes. don't know, because you're listening to two Spanish English speakers in Mexico, this is a really weird show. Um, mm -hmm. uh, so Chilango is people that are based in Mexico City. And there's like a in the whole, capital city, in the capital city, exactly. And they have like a whole sort of tone of voice and speech pattern and, and culture associated to them. If you want to learn a little more about Chilango culture, there's this song called Chilanga Banda by <laughs> what's the band? I forgot the band name now. Truly, it's, it's one it, of the most famous is, bands. Isn't in, it Cafeta Cafe Cuba? Yes, it is Cafeta Cuba. Chilanga Banda yes, there you go. by Cafeta Cuba. If you want a to document. learn a little bit about Chilango culture, <laughs> yes. that is that 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 can be your introduction. Yes, and regios are people from the north, particularly from the state of Nuevo León and its capital Monterrey, which is one of the yes. main urban centers of this dear country we both call home. Um, yes. I'm gonna just and, I'm gonna uh, just say this right now. There's a lot of bad Mexican rom coms that are very commercial oh, sure. and very artificial. Yes. I do not feel like this is one of them. This is a surprisingly huh. charming movie okay. that I did not expect to be as charming as it was. Maybe maybe we're going to agree a little more than I thought. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly, right? So in 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 terms in terms of the amount of comedies that get made in Mexico every year. Oh, uh, so many. Basically, a movie in Mexico cannot get made without a government incentive. 100%, which, yeah comes out of the taxpayer's pocket and yep. the people in charge of that incentive are obviously looking to hand out funds to movies that are going to be successful which is something that i fundamentally disagree with that's not what a government you know funding should go to government funding should go to you know in my opinion, experimental art. In general, art. yeah. That's a, that, that, that's, that's a conversation for another day. It works the same way in many other countries, too. I know that in Germany, the, uh, the, the government in funding also normally. Yes, 
Absolutely. Absolutely. We can have a whole conversation about, for example, how Britain worked in the 70s. But <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to get into that right now. I'll, 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 start, I'll probably start crying. Anyway, yes. <laughs> so the only movies that really get government funding in yes. Mexico and are they thereby able to get finished and then shown in theaters mm -hmm. are comedies. Yes, because the rest, and, the, the really good stuff is only on streaming pretty much. Like, yeah, like yeah. I'm not really here. Like, had a, like a short stint in theaters, and so did Roma. Very short, yes. Very short because it went straight to Netflix like a month or two weeks after, and, and like the same happened with Bardo and all that stuff, which is like we're gonna put this on IMAX and nobody went to see it. Yeah, and yeah, tell me, about which it. is so, funny. It's very funny to me. There are two kinds of comedies that normally get financed by the government. The yeah. first kind of comedy is a star vehicle for one of yeah. Mexico's big comedy stars. Yes. And the other one is a rom-com. Those are the yes. two kinds of comedies that get funded mm -hmm. by the Mexican government. And Cindy La Regia, I guess, sort of bent its potential into being a rom-com in order yes. to secure funding. That's, that, that's how I've been, that's, I guess, my theory on why the movie <laughs> yeah. is the way it is <laughs> why why it is the movie why the movie is the movie well, why, why the movie is the way it is because <laughs> i there's there's a parallel dimension where Cindy la regia is a biting satire and an indictment on the light-skinned mexican in general i think there's <laughs> a world yeah. i think there's a world oh, where yes. that happens but that's isn't not that the Nuevo world Orden, that we that live Gael, in. Uh, isn't that that Gael Garcia movie, that Nuevo Orden movie, which is like kind of the purge, but also kind of parasite? Oh, that is my God. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot it's, of movies that make fun of white skins, if we're being honest. There's a lot of that. I don't see that. Did you see New Order by Michel Franco, by the way, is the man who made it. I made, I saw like half and then I was like, I have homework to do and I did not watch the other half and I also did right. my homework, which is a fun way to spend the day. There's a there's there's a conversation too. I I think the conversation happened when the movie came out, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. Because that film in that film specifically does very weird. Very weird and it takes a very of now I'm just going to say it outright problematic perspective when it comes to the class divide and, you know, to an extent racism in this country, because in my opinion, it doesn't really give you a reason to denounce racism, but that's neither here nor there. That's, much, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. A, that, that's a, that's a very, very different <laughs> conversation for a very, very different movie. Yes. And for, different show, for a different show, perhaps. Uh, here's the thing. I was very prepared to dislike this movie and to be like, this is a super vacu vacuous, uh, Mi Reyes versus Gordines, bankrolled, fondeado okay. uh, sort of situation. I was like, this this seems super, super... I saw the trailer and I was like, this seems super boring. I can't... And then I was watching this movie and I was like, yeah. I can't believe they made a movie about a conservative, rich white lady. In like in the middle of Mexico City, like super endearing and charming and kind of progressive and 
it's and like yes it's riddled with cliches but it's also like very willing to like not participate in some of them which is fun it's like the whole running through the airport at the end normally that's reserved for like oh i'm in love with this person i'm going to stop them from leaving and <laughs> by professing them my love and in this one the running through the airport is in a way to support a couple that has known each other for more than the length of the movie and it's a more healthier like i'm gonna make up for the way that i fucked up sort of thing and i, I thought mm-hmm. that was i thought that was actually cool i thought that was good so yeah it's really with cliches it's, it's we're, we're, we're we're getting into the good stuff so uh one, one of the things that shot into my head entirely well at, at the very start is uh is the song from the Britpop band common people it's called, <laughs> the Britpop band is called pulp and the song is called common people do you know the song I have I don't I guess I know now because I've seen the same movie you did. <laughs> well, no, no, no. The the the, the common people song is not a, is not in the in the movie. Oh, okay. But it's 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 a it's a song. It's a song about a a, a British London art school rich girl who decides that she sort of wants to play poor people's safari. And move, <laughs> move to a smaller town and live among the common folk. And you know, Jarvis Cocker, the 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 frontman of Pulp, sort of you know pokes fun of her and also and sort of implies you'll you'll never be a be part of the common people. So I was afraid that that was gonna that was the direction that the movie would go in. This young white woman going on a on a poor people safari which if yeah. we're honest with ourselves nosotros los nobles one of the most oh, successful mexican comedies of all time that's kind of what that movie is going yes, on a poor people safari yes it but you know it's 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 longer than a three minute song so it's it has time <laughs> to redeem itself yeah. and to be endearing enough Yes. To have you no know, ultimately become one of the most successful Mexican films, not yeah. starring Eugenio Derbez. Yeah, and so, also this, but this movie particularly, I feel like it. It one you're one hundred percent right. This could have been like poor people safari and poverty porn and all that stuff. And like, yes, you have like like making fun of poor people, kind of, which is what a lot of these movies end up doing. And this one was very yes. smart by being like, we're not even gonna touch that. <laughs> we're gonna no. spend our time in a very insular part of Mexico City, in a very insular, like, kind of a bubble place in Mexico City, yeah. which, according to this movie, is the best place in the world. And it is. It's a wonderful place. Um, I, I love Mexico City. I'm biased. It's, uh, it's, it's, but, it's, it's a wonderful place. Mexico City also smells like pee. Fight me. I oh, it, it also smells like pee. Yes, but that's why I love it. You know? Like, it's this, the same reason I love Manhattan. It's like, it's, so, very, right, it's so, full it, of, like... In case, and just in case you're just tuning in, Pat just said that he loves the smell of piss. So I love, I love. Do, do that with what you will. If, um, if you can mommy, provide him with the smell of piss. piss, maybe shoot him, a, <laughs> shoot him, shoot him a message or something. Yeah, hit hit me up on we'll, Reddit we'll where all that stuff happens. Um, Perfect. Yeah, no, I I I felt like this movie was very smart, but be like, no, this is about Cindy, and this is about her cousin, and this is about her. 90 sitcom ass best friends from work and sure his her like totally unre- like 
I, I love a thing that I love about this movie is the fact that it does use a lot of cliches, but the way that it combines some of them is very funny to me. Like the fact that the guy that she pines for is like a combination yeah. Mireille Bro slash Silicon Valley genius. <laughs> like it's such a specific and he's a love interest in a rom com. Well, no, he's like yes. the boyfriend we're supposed to hate in the rom com. So of course he's a psycho by the end. That's just a rule from rom coms. But I found what? it very funny to me that's like he's hot and he's also like a hola bro, what's up kind of person. He's also like, well, I'm developing a new search engine. You're like, whoa, that's that's like three he's, characters. <laughs> he's 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 both a frat boy and a computer genius and also <laughs> yes. and also a super rich valley girl type of person. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, and he and he's also like exotic looking. Like yeah, he's he he he's like. He's like five different characters, like five different like rom com archetypes all in one. <laughs> I found it very For funny. Sure. So, uh, <laughs> one of one of one of the, one of the, one of the the things about uh, the main character Cindy's characterization that I enjoyed overall is this movie is basically a journey of her, you know, being a caricature, which is what she started oh, out being yeah. anyway. She goes from being a caricature. To a believable real person. Yes, that's to that's a, what I thought was super impressive. Yes, because she goes from you know at, at the start of the film when she arrives in Mexico City and starts talking to some people, everyone laughs at her immediately yeah. because <laughs> just, just like immediately because yeah. because they're in their mind what what's going on is that oh this this girl is crazy what 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 the hell is she talking about what <laughs> yeah that's not. That's not that. That can't be real. What she's saying there. What? What do you mean? Yeah. And you know, by the end of it, she doesn't feel like she's in this hyper reality anymore. She's in the reality of the film, which I mean, you know, given that it's set in Mexico and ninety percent of the characters are white, is is movie Mexico yeah, this and is, not this and, is and not one... real Mexico. But it's also like one neighborhood in Mexico City, you know? Like it's a very realistic yeah. like this is this is happening on like three blocks in La Roma. <laughs> but they're pretending it's sure. like oh, we're spending yeah. the whole breadth of this city. Like yeah, it's a there's a lot of movie convenience like the like uh, yes. her cousin's apartment is this huge like huge it's it's kind of it gives me like the apartments from friends like these huge multi-million yes. dollar apartments that are inhabited oh, by like unemployed 20-somethings, you know? It, it gave me that vibe yeah. of, like, a, a DJ and, like, an office worker live in this DJ and an decorated, painted apartment. Yeah. And towards the end of the film, when Cindy's mother comes into the plot and wants to pick her up, she says, what are you doing here? You're living in this shithole apartment. <laughs> you're living in a commune. <laughs> and I'm like, this apartment's you're, you're, you're basically, exactly, that's what she says. <laughs> you're living in a commune. And you look at around at the apartment, and he's, dear. I mean, I would, I would love to live in in this shithole apartment. If yeah, on a DJ's like salary, goddamn man, <laughs> like a, well, they're on both a, office on a, workers. On a DJ's like, or yeah, or an office worker salary. Yeah, I mean, Jesus, th that is an amazing apartment. Yeah, uh, I wanted to give quick props to the actress who plays Cindy, like Cassandra Sanchez. Uh, She's yeah. really good at this character. Like, she's got this character down. The accent is a little all over the place, but whatever. It's a cartoon. Uh, well, well, I... I, I it's I a little. That's why I'm saying a little all over the place. Like, she's clearly, like, B 
been like with a lot of like Rajio people, mm. and that that's very apparent. But she's very good at playing this like very again very archetypal yet endearing sort of character. And I I thought she was really really fun to watch in this, which is kind of the the special ingredient to movies like this. It's like this you have to be like a fun person to watch. Huh. Okay. Well, out of all the people that are in the movie that do the sort of, you know, northern Spanglish Mexican yeah. Valley girl accent, she does it the best. She's she's far. very good at this. She's the she, best at playing Cindy La Regia of all the people that play Cindy La Regia in this movie. Oh yeah, of who of of the people <laughs> who play Regio people. So before we proceed, just five quick sentences, Pat, what happens in this movie? Oh, what happens in this movie? So Cindy is about to get like engaged, right? And she's she's part of this very affluent community, right? In San Pedro, in the north mm. of Mexico. And she's about to get engaged in a proposal that looks very much like the proposal in Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland remake. Um it looks very like everyone's assembled around like a gazebo <laughs> and, yes. and she's like and she like fall and like something embarrassing happens. She falls over and it's stuff. An, it's an Instagram proposal, yes. It's an Instagram proposal. So she runs away to Mexico. She's she doesn't answer his proposal. She goes to Mexico City with her cousin, who's the coolest person in the world, apparently. Just like a cool yeah. ass apartment, really cool like uh, speech patterns, and she's just like, Yeah, come in with all of your bags, cousin. Sure. And uh through her this cousin encourages her and to get a job. Uh basically to get her shit together. Uh yeah. where she she gets the job of her dreams after like one interview that is loaded with convenience. Just like a lot a lot of coincidence. Like like the assistant comes into the job where it's like, We need help with all of the things and, and Cindy's like, I can fix all of the things and she does immediately. Um yes. So she starts living her best life. Uh, then she makes a couple of oh mistakes. Stuff comes crashing down on top of her. Then yes. she makes up for the mistakes. But uh, in opposition to what normally happens in a rom-com, she does not stay in this new fantasy land. This is not Disney's Enchanted starring Amy Adams. She oh. returns home, but she does it with a renewed outlook on life. In a more yes. healthy perspective on how to go about her life, which is not like she's like a character in a rom com that realized they're in a rom com, which is like, I moved to Mexico. This is insane. <laughs> like, this is in, it's insane that I just left everything and moved to Mexico City. No, I'm going home. Like, I'm going to be more careful with myself and like do stuff that I want to do. But like, this was crazy, <laughs> which is something I really appreciated. But that's basically what happens in the movie. That's basically what happens in the movie. During the proposal, well, the the man that she's supposed to marry, which there, there's a there's a throwaway joke in the middle of the movie that that man may be her cousin. Did, no, did you, that, did you remember that joke? Yes, but here's the thing: this is not just a Monterrey thing. This is a everywhere that's not Mexico City sort of thing, where we yeah. just call like close friends of our parents, uncles, and aunts, and, yes. and it, that's that's like a point they make in the movie, which is like. No, she's not like my actual aunt. She's like an adult, and we call yeah. her aunt, 
like she was gonna like my but it it does sound weird to people that are not familiarized like oh i'm marrying uh my aunt was gonna be like my mother-in-law and and, and they's like stop and pause be like what but yeah it, all wait, my, wait what you're marrying your cousin yeah yeah, yeah exactly. all all of my parents friends like especially my mom's friends because she's from chiapas i call them yeah. dio and dia and stuff really like, that. like yeah my god my that's my, a, that's something I've never done in my life ever. My my mom made a lot of friends here in, in Puebla. Uh, I'm not yeah. giving you my address. Uh, made a lot of friends here in Puebla while she was in college, <laughs> sure. and some of them I called my uncles and aunts. <laughs> wow, because I'm very close to them. Like my mom, the closer my mom is to someone, the more probability there is for me to call them uncle and aunt. That's just a provincia thing, not ne not necessarily like a oh that's a freaking weirdo. No, a lot of people do that. Okay, right. So so it's yes. it's it's a th it's a thing that fully went over my yes. head as well. Yes, I see. It's a there's so, a lot of very specific Mexicanisms, uh, and apparently there's this feud between regios and chilangos, and it's like you're not that different from each other, man. Like, oh no, no. Absolutely. In in fact, I would say. There's very, more similarities very, than there are differences. There's much, much more, <laughs> much more similarities. I, I, I <laughs> yeah. guess, I, I guess, just the, the, it's, it's, it's a political difference where yeah. people from yeah, Mexico yeah. City, the Chilangos, tend much to more, be more liberal. Exactly, yes. more progressive. People from Monterrey tend to be super conservative. Yeah, they tend to be. Not tend this is not general. If we have fans no, no, no. in Monterrey that are uh, that find umbrage with what we just said uh i please just, text it to max at yes and i will text you back and i will tell you i will tell you that you are a conservative <laughs> piece of shit i have a conservative piece of shit uh so what i like about this movie uh it's a lot of things which we already mentioned like the a couple the, like the the couple is fun um here's the thing i i like the fact that i was i was starting to watch this movie and the way that she talks it's like, oh, if, and it, the entire movie's like this. This is going to be very annoying. But, mm -hmm. like, the slang mellows out and the even the accent mellows out. And it there's instances where it really lets you, like, hang out with the characters a little, which is, like, that's weird that it happens in a rom-com at all, where it's just, like, it, this is just a scene where me and my cousin are going to dance mm. and, like, bond, which is, that's normally a scene that would go to the girl and the love interest, right? Like, that would be, like, Oh, I danced in 2003 in a competition, and this is my costume. And then they start dancing, but it's like, no, these right. are cousins that haven't talked to each other in a while, and they're reconnecting. And that's like, there's a lot of tiny little moments like that. Yeah, like the like the amount of people she's like clearly not interested in, and like the the magic oh, fixes for the stuff she does in her work, which is like. Oh, we're photographing a chef, but this is super boring. Quickly spread chocolate on a marble countertop. <laughs> That's that. That it's ought to be fun. Spread chocolate on on a marble. Well, yeah. And, and they had, the the craziest thing is they had chocolate ready to go. That's the craziest thing about that scene. Is like, oh, we have melted chocolate ready to go. Goddamn, man. Why? Why did you melt the chocolate? Why? Why is? Why is this? Why isn't this pot empty? Exactly. There's a lot of stuff that's very ready to go in this movie, but again, it's just part of like, oh, she she enters this room and suddenly is like, oh, that's the solution, and they're like, oh my god, you're a genius. <laughs> there's there's a lot of scenes like yes. that. Yes, yes, it has some ways to creatively present a scene or an environment. There's a proposal scene where it it sort of tries to go into this horror movie direction where 
people you know are pulling out their phones and they want to record the proposal and the guy gets down on one knee in slow motion and his voice oh God, is all yeah. warped and uh, yeah. then this then this uh this gazebo gets unveiled and there's this will you marry me sign in all neon colors right mm -hmm. that r reminded me of bit a bit of the movie shiver baby have you seen that movie no, but I really want to. I've, I've, it's, I've heard it's a lot a, of great things about it. It's a 72-minute anxiety attack. Where there's this yes. large sequence where the protagonist is sort of standing in the middle between her, her family and uh, the man who turns out, you know, that man is cheating on his wife with her. And everyone is talking at the same oh. time. And it feels like she's about to pass out. And that movie so it's does like, it. It's does like it Uncle better Jim's because it's shorter. <laughs> it's no. It's 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 shorter okay. and it's and it's also, I think it's pleasant to watch. <laughs> Uncle Gems is a really good movie that is deliberately a very miserable experience. <laughs> yes, I, I would. I would. I would not say Shiva Baby is a uh, uncomfortable an, experience. And and um, it's uncomfortable but not unpleasant. So okay. th that that movie okay. does it the the very fucking best to be you know, this young woman and everyone is talking to you at the same time and there's this sort of sensation of sensory overload, and uh, so I I see what this movie went for there and I I can give it credit for that and there's also this this establishing shot when she arrives in Mexico City and then there's this big uh, uh, zoom out zoom zoom out and then you see that she's in the middle of a super populated street with a lot of a lot of pedestrians and a lot of cars and yeah you know it's 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 a good way to show too you know the she's feeling a little bit disoriented so it it has it it does some creative things within a very 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 defined mold that is yeah. the 21st century rom-com like rom-coms that deliberately go out of their way to break the mold and do something interesting not only story-wise but visually as well aren't successful sadly yes yeah sadly i i, 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 was, However, I was this just... was this movie was quite successful yes well because i don't think this mov movie see i don't think this movie breaks the mold enough oh yeah because it's, mis it's missing some because stuff, yeah the cliches are to one too many for me yeah. they're personally. they're like web they're like weapons grade cliches but they're cliches <laughs> they are what again there's like multiple cliches in one character which is eduardo <laughs> yeah no and, and the, the one of the plot point one of the characters falls into the pool and the love interest follows them into the pool. yes i go yes. Oh, oh, oh my oh my god and uh well, you know that the protagonist in this job that she finds is suddenly the best person at the job out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, and and, a lot and of the stuff, big yeah. the the big fight with the mom, the big fight with the cousin towards the end. See that that didn't need to happen in that way, in my but it, opinion. But, anyway. but the way that it happens, the the fight with the cousin is normally a fight you have with the love interest, right? In like a rom com, yeah. like no, that's oh, normally yeah, for like. Sure. That's normally like a you took a photo of me while I was drunk. I'm breaking off with you, and I'm never gonna see you again. And then you or, run or, after them in the airport. And it's yeah. just the fact that the main objective of this rom com it's not the rom. It's more of a yeah. It's more of a fam rom com. <laughs> oh, for weird. sure. But it's for fun. Sure. It's a it's a fun subversion. And then the fact that yeah, she's like, no, I'm going back to Monterrey. <laughs> it's fun. 
at some points it feels like a pastiche it feels deliberately yeah. overstated and there's also uh, a conversation between the actual love interest who is this uh yuppie photographer from mexico <laughs> city i'm going to and, talk about the photographer in a second but yeah okay so this, this this yuppie photographer and her and they have this conversation on a rooftop and then she says you know i've never ever felt supported in my life and he oh. just go looks at her and says wait really and that that that's that's one of the sort of the moments that sort of stood out of the 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 rom com mold for me. Yes, you know, to me it's as like, well. Which wait, is like wait, a really what? Serious. No, no one is taking care. Of, what do you mean? And then it goes back, sort of into the. You know, like, oh, there was something here. Come on, man, stick the stick the goddamn landing. And that, that that that's like a real moment. That's where that's the real, performance yeah. and all that. That's a very real moment. But then it sort of devolves back into this rom com cliche conversation, and I was just like, ah, goddamn it! Just why are you so afraid of breaking out of the mold? Just br break the goddamn mold. Break it. Because you need uh, uh for dummies scene. You, you need that scene immediately after. See, those those can both fit into the movie. Those can both happen. <laughs> I know, That's fine. I know, yeah. But but also... That's it's fine. A... Like, the, those can both happen. Fun fact, <laughs> there were a couple of moments in, in the movie that were sort of like, oh, I relate to this a lot more than I'd like. The, the Conalinga scene is one of them. <laughs> the Conalinga scene is, is one of them. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Now you know, ladies. Yeah, so so what, would you it, like to... Just... Max up. Would you, would, max up for a good time. Would you like to describe the kind of lingo scene, Pat, in 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 sort of very very brief way? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> not really. I mean, it's, it's I mean, it's 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 a very quick throwaway joke where it's a very quick throwaway joke. Or the, the guy starts like it recurs later in the movie. Well, yes, like, uh, the, but the guy. So so the guy goes down on the girl. Yeah, and and she gets sort of flustered a bit like whoa what the hell and then yeah. she says well i i don't like it when guys go down on me and then the guy says it's probably because they've done it wrong <laughs> which is a very gangster thing to say <laughs> it's well it's it's a very gang listen listen to my to my to my fellas out there y'all y'all gotta learn how to do that right <laughs> y'all gotta learn how to do that right it is well important. Said, it is important. It is the most basic, but also one of the most effective ways to go about <laughs> foreplay that you yeah. can imagine. Sure. Y'all got to learn how to do that right. You heard it here first, folks. Uh, bomb Shelter condones uh, sex positivity. In, part yes. in, in particular, when it is referring to uh, oral sex of the performed on female variety. <laughs> yes. For sure. Well For said. sure. Well but, said. Uh, you were saying that, uh, and I was just thinking about, like, there's a thing that I really like about this movie and that it became apparent to me only after I finished watching, which is that a lot of comedies like this, like we were saying at the beginning, do feel manufactured. And this is mm. manufactured for sure. Like, there's a lot of this that is very, like, assembly line. But it does have that weird funk and it's reflected in like the lighting choices and then the focus choices of like it does have the vibe of like a bunch of friends got together to make a movie. Really? 
Yeah, and does it looks it, like it. It does to me. Like it doesn't look like it, but it feels like it gives me that vibe of like people making okay. the movie enjoyed making this movie, and that you can't fake that funk on a mm. nasty dunk or otherwise. You know, like it's it's very much like that to me, and I, and I and it's charming. It makes movies so much more charming and fun to watch because you're like, yeah, yeah, they're they're having so much fun in this scene, just like clapping at a drag queen. You know, like that's that's real. <laughs> Okay, I I see what you mean. No, I mean, I think I think there's you know, most likely you know the cast of the film was you know liked the script, liked the material they were handed. In terms of visually, even though I just mentioned a couple of you know visual storytelling things that I enjoy. Yes, yes. It it looks. It also looks very plasticky. Yeah. At other times. It's, yeah, of it, course. It, it it walks this line between looking like a commercial and looking like a yes. Film. And there's there's also parts where it's like clearly the lighting's all weird. Like there's there's a lot yeah. of lighting, but that's that's for the part where we're gonna talk about the stuff that we didn't really enjoy, which is that's what, part of my notes. Sure. Well, to be fair, I've, yes, I have a bunch of like scattered notes here. If you want to just listen to them and we can like address them real quick. So b- before we jump over to that, I would just like to say, well. About halfway through the movie, I think I decided that I would engage with this story. Sort of, I would just look for the cliches and sort of laugh and clap whenever they came. Because even though some of them, you know, as you've mentioned previously, got implemented in a way that is slightly subversive. Yeah. You, you've seen a bunch of these. You know the structure. You know when it's coming. So might as well just, you know, they're not going to not do them. So just, you know, wait for them to happen and yeah. try to engage with it in that way. That, that's that's how I decided to engage with this movie. And I had a fun time. Yeah, me too. I like this movie. I, like, I, I was like 100% expecting this to be like super boring and superficial and what we yeah. were saying, like poverty porn. And it wasn't. Uh, but here's the notes that I have. The first one is, uh, tell me, I like, I like the mirror bit and I wish there was more of it. I like the idea of like, she keeps looking okay. at, at herself in like reflective surfaces and she's yeah. having like conversations with herself. Yes. It only happens like three or four times during the movie. And I was like, that this should have been a bigger part of the story. I remember four. Yes. Four. One at the very, there's one at the grandma's house and one at the very end. Those were the ones that. Yes. Word as clearly in my mind as the first two. Um, my next note, uh, there's a bunch of good, subtle, like, performance choices that feel very improv. Like, when she answers the phone and she's all, like, uh, like her hair is all weird, but she's got perfect makeup, which means that you're not taking care of yourself in movie language. <laughs> So uh, she she so it's like she that's that's how that's right. that's movie speak for this woman isn't taking care of herself. Um, oh man! So she is on a phone call or she on, answers a phone call from one of her friends from Monterrey, and the friend yeah. from Monterrey has like a dog on her lap, and she's like, and she covers the dog's eyes, and it feels very yes. improv. And I I laughed out loud at at little tiny moments like that. Uh, yeah, that's, the fact that I, she has to crack the heels at the end <laughs> that's a fun bit. Yeah, no, I, as soon as that bit came up, I wrote down in my notes, deliberately overstated. That, that's what <laughs> I wrote. Deliberately yeah. overstated. Like it, on, on the one hand, it's like, oh, yeah, this is kind of a cliche. Oh, my God. 
but you left and you look horrible but on, 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 you know it's it's, it's that, that that's that's it, it's it skews more positive than negative for me that 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 moment um uh i have another note here it's not good or a bad thing about the movie it's just more than anti-men or pro-feminism this movie really seems anti-getting married this movie seems to be really anti-getting married because she's like really into this dude and then they mention marriage and she's like no <laughs> she she's okay. immediately off put by this guy by well, yeah. mr silicon valley bro yeah, but getting married while being young and inexperienced in the world, I think. Yeah, when, I know. Obviously. So, that, I, I can see that, you know. I, yeah, it's if, just if like If someone asked me to marry them tomorrow, I, I wouldn't either. You know what I mean? Yeah, me neither. Uh, so, um, oh, yeah, the photographer keeps appearing in different places. Like, first, she's, he's like the friend of, of like her cousin and her girlfriend yes. and then she he's the photographer at her job and mm. then he's like the photographer at an event she's going to this like are, are, this is a very like wanted photographer in this town oh yes he's he's made some good moves in his career he's, he's made some good career moves and for that his living situation should be a lot better because <laughs> yes he lives the, with his sister or something. He, he, he lives with his, with his sister and their apartment does not look nearly as nice as the fucking commune <laughs> yeah. that the protagonist, that, that Cindy that and her horrible, cousin live in. That, that horrible commune that, that, that they live in. <laughs> uh, so speaking about the photographer, here it says he's a magazine photographer, or like a photographer for like puff pieces about the most wanted bachelors in Mexico City. Yes. But he doesn't post his like artistic portraits on instagram for the love of the game i guess so he's like a photographer yeah. for the love of the game and he's like i'm not in it for the likes or the money you're like what <laughs> that's that's a no, weird no, okay, photographer. Right. i'm i'm yeah he's he's not in it for the likes he he very clearly is in it for the money <laughs> yeah, just, even even, the even though he says he's not in it he very yeah no he, <laughs> he has he has to pay for his for his great apartment somehow everyone is like like she's like why don't you have like an Instagram account to show this stuff? And it's like, I'm not one of those photographers that hunts for likes. And you're like, okay. <laughs> sure, All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, super. I don't see your you stuff so. in a gallery, bro. Like if his stuff was on a gallery, like if they made a point of like, I'm going to put my pick, my portraits on a gallery. want to come? I'd be like, okay. But it's just like, he's just got them on like his laptop. And he's just like, no, this is my art. And it's for me. And it's just photos of people with fish on like a beach. And oh stuff. yeah. It's, it's, it's portraits. He's he's, yes, he's, he's, he's nice a portrait artist. He's a portrait yeah. artist. Um. So speaking about the the prized bachelors from the magazine that they both work at, sure. so they have the Silicon Valley bro. Yes. Who's like clearly a very wanted bachelor because not only he's super cool, bro, but he's also smart. Like he's cute and he's smart. Therefore, every girl wants him. Um. Uh, he, but there's he... also. He says that he's smart. In in the movie, he doesn't come across as a very smart man. Yeah, he doesn't come across as a very smart man. But there's, like, the Silicon Valley bro with, like, a lot of money. Then there's the chef, which is like, okay, that's a wanted bachelor. Then there's the yeah. guy that's doing, like, yoga with a tramp stamp. And you're like, well, he's got a bunch of, like, land, clearly. Yes. Like, you can see the background of that scene, and you're like, this guy's got, like, a huge amount of land. And then he they go to this, retreat. like... He has a big yoga retreat. He has a big yoga retreat. And then one of the bachelors is, like, this boxer that is training yeah. in a hole. <laughs> and is like, yeah, that's that's a that's a wanted prize bachelor. It's just, like, this random boxer 
training sure. in like the Hell's Kitchen gym from Daredevil, like just like oh. punching at the camera, and they keep spraying him with water, and like more sweat, and they're like spraying more him with sweat. like an atomizer. It that yeah. I laughed so hard. I'm just like, why? What are they doing in this scene? Also, like shooting well, him with no light. There, there are no lights in that scene. They're just no like spinning flashlight. in circles. No, absolutely not. <laughs> spinning in circles, taking pictures of him. There's no lighting in that scene. Well, I'm, well, I mean, there's the lighting from the production, you know, from the movie that they're shooting <laughs> yeah, there. So from the movie that they're shooting. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't need any extra lighting. <laughs> you don't need any extra lighting. I just thought it, mm -hmm. I just I, I laughed so hard at every time they cut back to this boxer who's just like punching at the camera. <laughs> You're like, okay, man. Very yeah. random, very random. It's also like a movie thing. It's it, you don't notice it until you're like, wait, what was that boxer in there? Um, and also, just a quick side note as well. Yes, they're they're shooting the the chef, and you know he's flipping ingredients and whatever. And Cindy is sort of keeled over on a table, and the photographer's shooting it. And, and I was thinking, get out of the shot, you, you <laughs> yeah, bozo. You you yeah, you. You would obviously be in that shot. Get out. Get also, out of it. The also, other, the other two co-workers are also, like, it, the entire workstation is on the background of the picture you're trying to take. <laughs> like, yeah. Move behind the camera with Mr. Dreamy McDreamerson photographer, man. Yes. Like, please. You have to move to the other side of that line. Because um, either you or a reflection of you will be in the picture, and Miss Martha is not going to be happy about that. Ma she's not going to be happy about that. She's going to no. say something in you to you in like weird broken English. Um, yeah, it's going to be very awkward. <laughs> very awkward. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk real quick because there is a place that they go to the dance to like dance with the grandma and stuff. And it that's just another like, that's that's another cliche going out dancing with an old yes. dude come on man that happens well, then, so often but this is just like the cool like the weirdest coolest old lady around like she's like i abandoned my kids and we're like we love you old lady um <laughs> but like she sure. gives you a pretty good she gives you a pretty good reason you're like okay yeah that's fair um yeah but they're in this place that looks like uh the restaurant from chef like a cuban ass place and there's this guy that's dressed in sure. like an orange, like pimp suit. He looks like he's in the player haters ball. And I immediately noticed it because there's like a bunch of dudes that have like hats with like feathers, like quail feathers on them. Like, there's yes. like, yeah, one of them looks like Bruno Mars. And you're like, you guys look like you're in the player haters ball from Chappelle show. And it was very funny to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're from the same dance class. You know, they all came together, you know, dancing out together in public <laughs> yeah. for the first time, asking old ladies to to accompany you and it's yeah sure i it, it reminded yeah. me a little bit of the of the dancing sequence of bardo if that sequence was shot was shot like a with, commercial with, and not like yeah. a movie oh yeah that that sequence from bardo is one of my favorite sequences from last year period yeah that's, so great. that's like the Absolutely. one part i really like about that movie i i i kind of am not huge on bardo i love that sequence yeah. that sequence is great um, that sequence is amazing. I have one final note because I I don't want to dwell Tell too me. much on orange suited pimp from <laughs> from the Cuban dance hall who looks like he's in the player haters. Do you know who the player haters are, by the way? I, you just explained it, so I'm I'm very grateful. Oh, you need to watch Chappelle's show then. It's on Netflix. It's yeah. No, no, you you just um, explained the, the the Chappelle show sketch. I'm gonna look it up right after we're done. The player haters ball. Yeah. Uh, the yes. final note that I have. And this is more like a, this is another weird, like, movie, like, what's that in the background? The wedding at the end 
happens like in the inside of like a weird factory <laughs> you're like what? that's 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 so clearly reshot that's reshot <laughs> that's, because that's, the, that's a, because the that's movie has three yeah. endings that's yeah. the movie has three endings the, the when she goes to the airport and uh, you know reunites her cousin with her girlfriend and then they leave that's one ending yeah i, I thought the if the movie ended here like great then okay she takes the flight back home and she's riding for a new blog of hers and uh, all the people that we met throughout the movie are reading it as well and go like oh good on you second ending <laughs> you're and quite the protagonist Cindy La Regia <laughs> you're quite the protagonist Cindy La Regia and then there's the wedding sequence which is obviously reshot so obviously, obviously a studio note or or a, or a or a focus group note is like oh where's the where's the big wedding at the end what the fuck man yeah. what but do you they, mean where's my also wedding looks... at the end <laughs> But but it also looks like they shot it like backstage at the Auditorio Nacional. Like it's just a bunch of technology, like in the back, yeah. like a bunch of tubing and pipes, and and it's like what what wedding venue is this? It's, it's, it's very modern. Trend, it's very. It's, it's a modern wedding do, venue, Pat. Pat, you wouldn't understand. Yeah, I you know, mean, I would. Have you ever heard I of would, industrial <laughs> chic? You're right. I would love to. Have, I mean, I would love no, to. No, that's that's. You're right. That's exactly what it looks like, and that's an obvious reshoot. Yeah, I would love to have my wedding reception there. Like that looks amazing, like super cool. But like according to what you've presented me with in terms of like the characters that are getting married in that venue, it's like why are oh, you getting married sure. in like a steampunk room? It's too cool. It's, <laughs> it's too, too cool. cool. It's too cool for these people. Yes. Well, so uh do you have any n random notes before we go into bad stuff or stuff we would fix cuz we're positive? Well, yeah. So like, oh yeah, there's 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 uh during when she goes on the date with doofus genius jock man, he <laughs> he takes he takes a bite he takes a bite out of an empty fork. That's 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 something that I wrote down. <laughs> Which, I didn't I notice get, that. That's you know, great. I've 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 been on I've been on a set before where an actor had to eat a piece of food, and for like seventeen, the, the, the director was. And and the director did like fifteen takes exactly. So uh, the, the, uh, it was it was with soup as well. Yeah. So it was it was just it was basically just uh, water with thickener and food coloring. And <laughs> I tasted it. I I I was I was friends with the with the actress, so I talked to her afterwards. What did it taste like? It tasted like pennies. It tasted awful. <laughs> so awful. I I movie food movie food. Not most most likely not real yeah. not real food. It's just unless it's, it's just like a, just a thing that I noticed that I get. And another thing that I noticed is yeah, that is a very inside baseball joke. But if you are Mexican, you will understand this. Oftentimes, you know, people who there people drive through the neighborhood that will buy an old mattress of yours or an old bed or oh, old yeah. metallic 100%. objects, and they have this recording blasting out of the car speaker and yeah. it goes something like the important thing is not what she's saying the important thing is the cadence which is yes ah, ah, yes there's a hi-fi super well-produced version of that <laughs> in this movie where i feel that I, I feel like someone should have given a note and said that sounds too good. Just that sounds way know, too good. Yeah. Get 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 an EQ in there and 
yes mess around with it until it sounds yeah. bad. It it should sound <laughs> it should sound like a WhatsApp recording with like faint music in the background and like yes really faint music in the background and like the sound of like a ceiling fan clickety clacking in the <laughs> in Maybe. the recording or like. or if 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 you want to go old technology it should it should sound like a tape copied onto a tape copied onto a tape copied onto a tape yes. copied onto a tape copied onto a tape and the quality just keeps deteriorating and yes. this and, and the recording that we're hearing is like the 17th copy of the tape uh right now we're gonna go into bad stuff ladies and gentlemen uh and this is not just bad this is not bad stuff like i again i expected this movie to be a lot worse it is definitely a very like i i think the flaws of this movie are more like this is a very generic or at times very generic like uh, assembly line mexican rom-com which is a whole genre yeah. unto itself um absolutely and and i think that there's there's like a lot of stuff you can poke in there but also like this movie is so charming that i was not really like like of course you can be like well of course the love interest is like the best dude in the world and he's got like z literally like zero like uh failings or flaws or whatever except yeah. this weird like dedication to like not have an instagram <laughs> or whatever it is mm. um and there is the airport run and there is the i'm starting out at a new job and i'm i'm a new girl in a in the big city like that the, there's a lot of stuff yeah. that's like that and uh like max said this doesn't break the mold enough but in the sense of like the way the story is structured but it does so in like little tiny details that add up and make for a more for an experience that is a little more enjoyable than the sum of its parts, I would say. Yeah. Well, it's sure, I suppose. Well, there's there aren't enough times for me where the visual langu language is engaging enough yeah. to make up for the fact that even though the story manages to work within the rom-com framework, it's too scared to break the rom-com uh, framework. And, and I'm not asking Cindy La Regia to be a uh, Ruben Ostlund. I'm, I'm not asking you to be uh, female the square. I'm not asking yes. you to be like Borat or, so, or something <laughs> like that. You know, famous uh, rom-com Borat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm not asking you to be like a a biting indictment yeah, no. on and this movie didn't on, have on, to on, be. on the mexican higher class no that, that that's clearly not something the movie was interested in at all yeah fair enough sure uh there's also a lot of like little tiny like the way you were saying like there's a lot of like technical snafus like that makes the movie look a little weird from time to time like there are times when it does look very produced and there are times when it really doesn't and like the lighting is super iffy and uh, yeah. there are times when, like, the focus is really weird. And, and there are times when it's, like, justified, particularly the sex scene. It's like, okay, I get what you would do, like, the focus thing and all that stuff. But there's, just, yeah. there's just scenes where they're, like, talking to each other. And, and then, like, the positioning of a character is a little off. But it's, it's tiny, but it's enough that it's distracting a little. Noticeable. And you're like, yeah. uh, do better, Cindy La Regia. <laughs> We hold you, well, clearly we are holding you up to the standard of famed rom-com Borat. Uh, we're, well, we're holding you up to, to the standard of 
you're getting the big government grant. You're getting millions of pesos in grants. Yes. Don't fucking waste that money. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, 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 it already, to its credit, it already isn't as wasteful as other films in that direction. No, I remember. Surprisingly bare I think, bones. Surprisingly bare bones. I think, I don't know if this was 2018 or 2019, but I had a college class where I had to go see every single Mexican film that was in theaters every week. Yeah. And I remember seeing some of the worst movies I've ever seen yeah. during that during that period. And I and you know, our assignment was to write a one page review on that film and hand it in. I think uh, the the night before class, I think was was the assignment. Yeah. And I I wrote some of some of the most mean spirited and savage things that I've ever said about movies I wrote in that class about. Mexican films that you know sort of try to be and work within this mold of successful Mexican yes. film. Your Chilangolandians per se. <laughs> See, I, 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 I'm not going to drop any names. I, I, I have not <laughs> seen Chilango. I have not seen Chilangolandia. Yeah, but there, there, there are two that come to mind. I'll tell you after we're we're finished recording. Sure. About those two, we still would at, like at, a career at a in this ones. industry, so so we would. Yeah, we're gonna try and keep this very amicable, very nice. Um, there's also a couple of things in this movie that really like uh, that we were. Uh, this kind of feeds into the whole. This is a very generic sort of rom com, but there are yes. several instances in this movie where the movie is trying to make like a political statement or not like a political statement, but it's very clearly trying to take like a stance on like feminism and abortion okay. and abortion rights and like okay. uh, gender stuff. And, and <laughs> you can tell how uneducated I am with like modern lingo when I'm like gender stuff, <laughs> and, you know? Uh, but yeah. yeah, there's a bunch of scenes like that where they're like kicking the dude out and it's like, you're you're getting out of my house for being a misogynist, and you can't say what a woman does with her own body. And you're like, yeah, sure, that is well, it, that is kind of like yeah, but, pertinent to the scene, but also not really. You're like trying to kick a weirdo well, from a rom com out, you know? Yeah, well, well, yes, and also they made the uh, the what what did I call him before? I, I called him genius jock frat boy or something like that. <laughs> genius the, jock the genius... frat boy man. <laughs> The, the the genius jock frat boy man it ended with first van, yes. uses a gay a he uses two gay slurs in the same sentence yes. so <laughs> that I that's a big old thing yeah <laughs> you you so you know what you know what I think I think the reaction is granted where it is yeah, yeah it is yeah 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 get the fuck out yeah get the fuck <laughs> yeah out. it is great but that's like the scene in the rom com where you're like supposed to be like well this. It's like whatever a scene in like name like insert random Tom Hanks movie here where he's like clearly because it's a movie you want him to like end up with Meg Ryan or whatever but Meg mm. Ryan is dating this guy that's like a perfectly reasonable dude until one day the movie's about to end and Tom Hanks and Meg yeah. Ryan have agreed to be together and Meg Ryan's boyfriend is like what but I'm a serial killer. Like they, they go extremely <laughs> off the left field, like extremely off color for some reason. It's like, oh my, because they need a very mm. quick way to be like, this guy is a monster, but this guy has not displayed 
misogynistic or or like uh, homophobic traits throughout the movie. If he had, yeah, it, it's it's less rom commy, but it's just like a moment for like the characters to be like, you can't be like, you can't criticize a woman for choosing what to do with her body. And you're like, I mean, I it's it's the case of like I agree with the politics of a movie, you know, but like mm-hmm. what you were saying before is like dig a little bit into the real stuff. And this is something that I found myself thinking a lot during this movie. Because at the beginning, I was like, this is probably going to be like a Nosotros Los Nobles type, like, takedown of the Northern Whites again. And it started kind of like that, which is like, where she's just like saying compliments mm-hmm. about herself to the to sure. the audience as like the omniscient yeah. narrative. Yeah, exactly. Uh, in and, her voiceover narrative. And then it very quickly settles into, no, this is a rom-com and this character that you just met is a character in a rom-com and is very clearly a character in a rom-com so like it's yeah it changes the formula very fast and you and you don't dedicate enough time to all the stuff politically that you want to just like her obliviousness to the fact that her cousin is a lesbian and like the well that that's hmm. actually a very big part of the plot which is like don't out my girlfriend yes but also like she outs her on like her social media and her super Christian parents are like, oh, clearly they yes. follow Cindy La Regia, famous real uh, influencer Cindy La Regia. Mm. Yes. <laughs> I found that to be a, like a very contrived plot device, but that's actually a very sincere, like m- real emotional moment. Like, no, I mean, she's still in the closet with her parents and please don't mm-hmm. like stuff like that. And that there's like actual real consequences to the relationship between cousins. But that's yes. like the only time that there's like an actual like setup payoff to like real emotionality in this movie, which I found there's, there, there's, there's, you know, some sort of, I guess, more emotionally hinging topics that you know when when she says to her actual love interest oh i've never felt supported in my life yes. and, and and he goes wait really yeah and that's that that's an emotional moment where i felt it could have dived deeper you know there's there's this uh oh yeah this when when uh the dumb well, dumb genius jock boy man <laughs> uses, uses uses two gay slurs in a sentence and proceeds to get himself kicked out. Yes. Now there's so again it is you could maybe dive deeper into that, but at that point the the movie Cindy La Regia already decided long ago that it's not gonna you know focus on those sort of topics all too much yeah it's very clearly and you know kudos for that kudos for also you know sticking sticking to what you yeah what what you what what you want to do he's addressing all of these at the same time and it's probably really hard yeah you're you're left with sort of like uh, well, it's a very generic rom-com and there's like interesting questions and very endearing performances because like every again, everyone in this is having fun. Like the two, like this 90s yeah. sitcom best friends, like the very generic yes. gay dude from the office and like the horny female friend. <laughs> like mm. those are two characters. I just rewatched the Halle Berry Catwoman movie. And those, uh, and those two characters why? are pretty much in the Catwoman movie. There's like the gay dude and the horny lady friend of, of Halle Berry. I see. And Halle Berry is the okay. only one that's, like, normal. 
but again, okay. again they they do the same thing in that movie where it's like oh she uses sweaters she's a and she trips she's a loser and then she's Catwoman. um you know the mm. the pitoff directed Catwoman. the director's name is pitoff that's all he's credited as no last name just pitoff which is very funny to me so p-i-t-o-f p-i-t-o-f exactly how you think it's pronounced that's how it's pronounced <laughs> it's very fun huh <laughs> right it's crazy okay, so. it's insane um i'm not yeah. i'm not gonna ask anymore again, about, about catwoman anymore they're very generic like characters in general they're like oh they're both horny <laughs> and they're in a relationship with like the character that is not super horny uh by design yeah. and it's like a and it's fun and wacky and but I really do like the part where they like drive her around town <laughs> searching for ways to like make it up to her cousin. That's a very cute like Again, friends rallying slight, to help out moment. Super slight criticism. I thought that sequence was cut a little awkwardly. Oh yeah, it is. You know, but you know. But but the fact that it's like nothing's gonna get in her way, and then they get into traffic, and they're like, no, we gotta get on the subway, and she you cracks off. Get them. into traffic right away. Oh they yeah, crack I, off them heels. Yeah, I I thought of a scene. So they abent, presumably they park the car and they walk to a subway station. Yes. I would have loved that. Would have made the movie probably a lot more expensive. I would have loved the scene where <laughs> where cars are just you know running into and crashing into a an abandoned red car in the middle of the street <laughs> that they have left behind. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, okay. That would have been right up my alley. That that would have been the, that would have been a just like an extended a, a scene. joke. I would have liked to see just like an extended scene where they're like trying to figure out the parkimetro. Just just like oh come on or that or maybe maybe that <laughs> that, that would have been maybe fun. that. As I I I see why you would cut a scene like the one yeah. I described or the one you described out. Yeah, there's some like it's, wonky it's, it's, editing it's, it's, and lighting all it's around. It's just a funny thing. Yeah, it's just a funny thing that I thought of. Yeah. Yeah. I guess there's really not that much to say in terms of like, because the reason this movie is bad or thought of as a bad movie is one, because it is a Mexican rom-com and those have like a bad name yes. already. Like those have a bad rap to begin with. Those have, those have a very, very, very bad, very rap, bad yes. rap. But also this is like a super like mold movie you know like this like this popped straight out of a mold and then you put on some glitter and then you send it on its way and it's like very enjoyable very endearing movie that i did not expect to be it's so a... enjoyable so is uh endearing but it is very generic and i guess that's why it's on this show <laughs> it's paint by the numbers and you switched around a couple of the colors and you managed to make it look slightly better it's a slightly underbaked movie I think that's that's the best compliment I can give it. It's okay. like it's a very fun, but slightly. Un, it's like a mug, like a brownie you make in a mug in the microwave. You're like you're never. It's either too dry or it's just like a heaping mass of like raw egg and chocolate. Like it's just like yeah, you can never get it right because it's in a mug in a microwave. You know, it's limited by the I tools you have. I think the worst thing that you can say about this movie is that it's harmless. It is harmless. Yeah, it's pretty harmless. As far as like movies about rich people in Mexico go, yeah, this is pretty it's pretty like cotton candy like. It's it's like the greatest showman what the greatest yeah. showman did for PT Barnum, this movie does for oh. like Northern oh. White Sickets. <laughs> it's like just very embellished, very like this is a great person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, sure. It's, you know, and yeah, it's, it, it uh, peddles an oblivious worldview. But again, this, this movie isn't claiming no, otherwise. No, it, it isn't. isn't at all. Um, so here's, uh, now that we're done with that, now that yes. we're done with that crap, um, we've had a couple of comments from last week. Uh, last week, really? I don't know, if, do you remember the show we did last time? We did one of the Pinocchio movies from last year, right? Yes. We did the one that was least fun, right? Um, sure. So we've gotten some yeah. feedback, uh, particularly from my brother, who gave me just like a big old spoonful of Kingdom Hearts lore because... Right. Uh, just, just to give a little bit of context. Yeah, so I mentioned that there is a scene in the Pinocchio movie um, directed by Robert Zemeckis published directly to Disney+. Plus where it belongs. Um, I mentioned that there's a scene where there are ghosts that are like assembling the donkeys and they look exactly like the nobodies and the ghosts from Kingdom Hearts and the Final Fantasy VII remake. And my little brother gave me a heaping helping of, uh, (laughs) of just like random Kingdom Hearts trivia about like spells and stuff. And I was like, thanks man. (laughs) So that's, I wanted to give a little shout out to my little brother. Uh, Thank you for that. Please. Thank you for that so, so much. Super fun. Uh, I wanted to thank... Uh, I'm checking the statistics for the episode. Do you want to know how well we did? <laughs> sure. Do you, do, you want, do you want to read that out on the podcast? Yeah, sure. I mean, we had 25 people that listened to our first episode. Uh, all of them all, right. all of them on publication day. So we did something right. Uh, we're going to try to get it out to more people. Okay. Uh, maybe, yes. maybe word of mouth is going to work, but... Uh, we're going to try to publish it on more platforms soon. I yes. promise it'll be on more platforms than just Spotify. Um, but yeah, man, we, I, I guess I just wanted to thank people for listening to the first episode because it's a super fun oh, show to make. Sure. Yeah. I hope you listen yeah, to this it's, one. It's a very fun show. This, to is make. Very, this is a very long tangent filled episode, kind of like the first one. So I guess we're consistent yeah. in the format of the show. And also, we didn't get nearly as distracted. As nearly as distracted. Episode. We were very focused on uh, famous influencer Cindy La Regia and her adventures in that one neighborhood in Mexico City that's predominantly white. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, I think the only thing that's left for us to do is to define what movie is going to replace uh, uh, rom-com classic Cindy La Regia in our weekly uh, fan selection poll. And we have uh, a list. I don't know if you know this. A little behind the scenes of how this show works. Uh, oh I have my. an entire list of movies that I would like to put into the show. Now, I don't know what you think right. about this. Uh, I'm just in a mood right now where I'm watching all the nine Star Wars main saga movies. And I think mm-hmm. that episode nine belongs on this show. <laughs> Pretty heavily. Okay. But I will leave that to your consideration. Uh, Would you like to make an episode about the rise of Skywalker? Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. It's it's just, you know, if if we're making an episode about it, it means that I have to revisit that (laughs) movie. You really really only have to revisit, yeah, the the rise of Skywalker because it has zero connections to the other two pretty much. Cards on the table. I did not enjoy the rise of. Sky I did Walker. not enjoy it either, which might make a good episode. <laughs> it could go on the short list. I think 
another home country film should replace oh, Cindy on the pole. That's actually a good idea. So this could actually replace. Let's let's look up because there's so many. I don't remember them. I mean, bad Mexican comedies. Let's let's look it up. See what oh, movie could replace. I mean, let's have this. I get. I I like the where your head's at. Just like keep this slot like the perpetual Mexican yes. film shortlist. I like that idea. Um, I mean, there's there's a there's there, there again. There's a couple I I could bring out some of the reviews and uh, the, the, <laughs> yeah the, the 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 movie titles of those. There's there's one particular one that came to mind that has an extended sequence set at the Battle of the Robots. Is is that what it's called? Or Robot Wars? Is that what it's called? What? Or you have or 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 BattleBots? Ro- Maybe it's oh, BattleBots. Oh, it's uh. Are you talking about Robot Jocks? Well, it's it's because BattleBots it's, is it's, the it's, show where you make two puck like two motorized pucks like try to flip each other. <laughs> Well, there's so there's this Mexican rom com okay. called Plan V. Plan B and okay. Plan V oh, v as v. in virginity. <laughs> Plan V as in virginity. Okay. And I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not being facetious here. That's what the V is for, right? <laughs> okay. And one of the major plot points is that the male love interest in the film is a nerd, and he builds a robot to. Oh my god! In one of these Battle of the Robots events, where two people build robots with like building chainsaws <laughs> and they're wheeled and they're what? remote control, and you, you try to destroy each other's robot. I mean, that's one of the plot points of that film. That sounds like a delightful episode, and I am super down to put that in the short list. <laughs> well, there you go. Plan V, <laughs> Plan- me- Mexican film Plan V, which fun fact was almost filmed at the college we both attended to, what at the end was not. Is going to go on the shortlist. It's going on the shortlist. It's replacing uh, Cindy La Regia, which gave us a very nice, very amicable episode of, of uh, Bomb Shelter. Um, Absolutely. Max, it was an absolute delight to talk about this very average but endearing movie with you. <laughs> Max, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me at, at Masswer on Instagram, M-A-S-W-E-R, uh, you know, we're going to be posting some nice little graphics uh, with when when the podcast comes out. Yes. So yeah, come say hi. Yeah, come say hi. I'm Pattison Idiot on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I have a private page on Instagram. You are not allowed on it unless I know you. Very good. Yes. Uh, Very well. This has been Bombshell. And how can people get to know you? Um, uh, buy me a burger or something. I don't know. Buy me a fried chicken sandwich. That's what you can do. There you go. But a good fried chicken sandwich. A good fried, like like Popeyes from Mexico City fried chicken sandwich. Give me that shit. That sounds oh, that's so great. Very well. Well, if you didn't know, now you know. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Bomb Shelter, and we'll see you next time. See you next time.